The mics are blood clot open. Check, check, check. Select accent for the podcast. <laughs> Calvin. Calvin always late. Oi, oi. Welcome to episode 14 of The Mics Are Open, the weekly podcast from the crew of G Money in the Morning, GMITM, which is a radio program in Nairobi, Kenya. My name is G Money. Andy Young. Calvin. And this week we got so much to get through on the podcast, but I want to start with one topic which has been rearing its ugly head from the beginning of mankind. I want to start with a topic that whenever a man hears his woman say this to him, he immediately becomes a mumbler. Now, let me tell you something, right? So a pal of mine this week, you know, he's hanging out playing FIFA as ever. And he's been macking with this chick for a while, right? Okay. Maybe about two or three months. You know what I mean? But he's not really invested in it. It's just like a, yeah. a mutual kind of thing, see? Now, the chick says to him, yo, my guy. So, you know, we've been hanging out for a while. You know, oh, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? No. You know, we've been hanging out for a while. What are we? Pow. Now, of course, that's the phrase that can strike fear into the heart Bruh. of the strongest man can, oh my what God. are that, we that can resurrect people mm. what are we that's a very easy conversation to have stupid fucking question though what do you mean we are human <laughs> <laughs> well mm. um if you ever ask that you just gotta be straightforward man mm. yeah because because you know she already knows the answer when she's asking you that right D- does she yeah Bro, she's just so, waiting bro. for you to confirm it because you know a lot of people um it happens to men a lot you just assume that, hey, this is my woman. Mm. But you've not really ever asked her. Do you know what I feel like? I feel like asking Siri, what are we? <laughs> Let's see how Siri handles the question. Hey, Siri. What are we? Siri has said, I'm not sure that I understand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's probably the best generic answer ever. What are we? But Kevin, I think when they ask that question, they really genuinely need to know where they lie because they need to know what role they're playing in your life bro why do we have to put a label on anything well um people like to know g it's just that simple you'd like to know where you lie how you want to treat someone because once you know who you are to someone you know how to act and you know what to do you know what not to do all right when you meet someone let's say that you're, you're, you're you've met this chick right okay and before you've you've not you you don't have an inkling or you don't have a, a you're not a relationship driven person mm-hmm. you're just in your mind you're just having fun right and she may not even be the only person you're seeing at that particular time yeah don't you think it's unfair for for, for a label to be added to the situation that doesn't actually affect you because you haven't thought about it now that's the answer you give to her you see exactly what you said to me bro that's only like rocket science man <laughs> like I actually sat there and was like huh. <laughs> Basically, I'm saying if you haven't thought about it, like if you're just smashing, what are we is a, a question that is not even crossing For, your let me, mind. Let me ask you, let me tell you this. For a woman to ask you, what are we? It's gotten from the point of just smashing. If it's just smashing, it's just smashing. Simple. They can tell. You know they're smarter than we are, first and foremost. Okay. Yeah? So by the no, time no, no, she's no, asking... I'll, I'll give him that one. That one <laughs> I'll yeah? give him. By the time she's asking you, what are we? There must have been some subtle hints here, there. Because yeah. mm. for her, she's just waiting for you to pop the question and right. confirm. But women, if they know you're smashing, you're smashing. But if you just said that they're smarter than we are. Yes. They're smarter than we are. Yeah. So shouldn't they be able to discern that for us guys, it's just a smash? No. Nah. 
Now, here's the thing, right? They, they, they'd be able to discern that and they'll probably be like, okay, cool. Let me ask it to confirm what I already know. People do that a lot. Yeah. That's right. why you have examinations to right. confirm what you know. You get me? So they'll ask you just to find out where's his head at. Is he here? Evidently. Yeah. Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> but you know to, I mean? to avoid all this, if you get into any kind of relationship with a chick, whether you're smashing, whether you guys are just friends, you know, taking each other out, like it's not serious. I think it's healthy to have these kinds of conversation mm. before you get deep into whatever it is that you guys are getting into. I think people just need to keep it real, fam. I think that whenever you ask that question, you should just keep it real. Because you know, at the end of the day, it's like it's like putting a full stop where a comma needs to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're you're in the middle of what, and it, and that question never ever comes in a in a light moment or yeah. in, it always comes in a. So I've been thinking. It's like, jeez, man, I'm playing FIFA. What's the matter with you, man? Like, what are we? Yeah, we need to talk. Mm. I know. So <laughs> so when you think about it, it's a it's a good conversation to have. Mm. Mm. Why are guys afraid of this conversation, though? I think guys are afraid of this conversation is because most guys, especially young guys, mm. are commitment phobes. Commitment um, phobes and also, I mean, you're trying to have your cake and eat it. 100%. Simple. Mm. You just want to be with Naomi today, mm. with um, who else? Naomi's sister okay, tomorrow. Naomi's sister okay, tomorrow. DMX. Yeah. Go at it, go at it. <laughs> it was <laughs> Tiffany. That. <laughs> <laughs> who? Yeah. But anyway, you know we have a few topics that we want to um, discuss on the podcast today, but I'm going to just go completely off you today. Are you okay? Who me? Yeah, no, for real though. You seem a bit. You seem a bit low. Yeah, like it's been a at least this is this is me, G Money, just observing as we see on. Because the podcast, we're not afraid of vulnerability. So I'm just asking if you're okay. It's been a long week. Yeah, very long week. Mm. Um, you're tired. Bloody. No, it's it's more of um. Well, physically, right. I exercised, so that's bound to be there. So right. we'll work on that. But I feel like it's been a very emotionally draining week for me. All right. Yeah. Like in terms of anything while what do you call it? A twister. Just life, huh? Yeah. Mm. It's been a lot. Right. Um so I literally wanna be done with recording the podcast. Wow. If I could have a drink today at twelve o'clock, it wouldn't be too early. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that's my plan. Uh, have a drink, uh, go to bed early, wake up, cycle or walk tomorrow. So I wanna give you an option. Yeah. We can continue this podcast tomorrow, uh huh. Or we can continue this podcast now. We can continue now. Yeah, yeah. I can I can go get your banana right now. No, 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 no. You sure? It's not energy levels no, in that kind of. We just want to make sure that you're okay because it's gonna you make just, you happy. You know, and the, you know, you're the star of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. People need to hear your random shit. Let's go. Cool. Let's go on. We're going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Now, so um, now that we know that Calvin's okay, he's had an emotionally draining, draining week, I guess it's left for us to talk about a couple of things that may be affecting some people out there. Now, we started, of course, talking about um, who are we or what are we, which is just based upon something that a friend of ours is going through. But I want to talk this afternoon, this morning, wherever we are, whenever you're listening, I want to talk That about sounds like radio. I want to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does, isn't it? It does. Sorry, that radio gene is strong. I want to ask you a question, and I want to ask you a question, Andy. Easy. And I want to ask everybody who's listening to the podcast a question. Do you know yourself? That's a brilliant question. Funny, I thought about it yesterday. Mm. And the reason I'm asking that is because obviously, as an older dude who's been out in the world a lot longer than Mandem, yeah, is that I, I am continually amazed about how much... I learned about myself on a daily basis. 
and how much I continue to evolve and continue to grow and how some of the things that I held so, you know, so in such high regard maybe 20 years ago, I just don't actually care about anymore. Mm. And I just wanted to ask the question, do you know yourself? Because when you think about all of the social pressures that a lot of young men are put under, we are kind of being set up to fail because before we even know ourselves, all of these social demands are being pr- um, placed upon, upon us. Yeah. So, you know, for example, we, we start off by talking about what are we, mm. right? You may, um, the social pressures may say to you that you need to be um, married by this age, have kids at this age, have a job, complete university by this age. Yeah. But I get a kind of funny feeling that many people are going through life, men especially, are going through life with all these things being thrust upon them, but they don't actually know who they are or what they want. But but that's a great question. I'm going to answer it from something that we mentioned before in the podcast, right? So as men, you associate with having known what people before you have gone through, right? right? Mm. But if we don't have people talking about it, how are you ever going to know yourself, right? Okay. When you think about it, man, I think that's the one struggle a lot of men have, right? Because mm. you'll see a whole group of guys who are friends and they all do the same things. Mm. Right. Because... They don't know who themselves, who they personally, if you, you know, individually are. Mm. Like, they'll all be, it's like uniform. It's like the bloody women's guild. Mm. You get me? Right. They're all dressed up the same. They do the same kind of thing. Uh-huh. And it's them as people. Mm. You know, the craziest thing is this. So, I told you, I just mentioned that I like um, I like the question because some, I was having a conversation with um, one of my colleagues and they told me, Calvin, I like the fact that you don't really care about what people think about uh, you. Right. You get me? And I told them, here's the thing. Am I really going to play Batman or, or Superman? That you come into the office and you're like, yay, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> then you go back home, you're like, it's time to get the costume. Or right. you go Bruce through Wayne, your whole yeah. of your life yeah. and you're here, you're like older. Right. And then you're now trying to go back to who you are. Right, yeah. right. That's some difficult shit, though. Right. But many people live that life. Yeah, which is very tiring. Because mm. if you think about it, stress levels, everything, all these societal pressures, because this is, think about it, the perception of success to us. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You can't be a certain age and not look successful. Right. If I go to Shags right now, they'll be like, hey, you're doing good. You've got this, you've got that. You know, these kind of small things that are thrown. Mm-hmm. And I think about my cousin who's probably my age and has probably not achieved as much mm. as I have or right. has done different kind of things. Those different kind of comparisons. Right. We, I think the, the question should be, society kind of makes us not be our own individuals. Right. That's, yeah. That's a fair enough point. Andy, yeah, yeah. How, do you, how do you respond to that? Do you know yourself? Um, this this is a question of identity, and uh, I think knowing who you are or knowing yourself is a never-ending process. First of all, you've been brought up in a certain way before you came to realize or beca- before you came to become in the state of mind where you make your own decisions, you uh, decide, okay, this is who I exactly am or who I want to be. How you were raised has a big, big, big effect on how you become much later on in life. Mm. Yeah? And some of these things change. That's why I'm saying it's a never-ending process. You get me? Because you go through one stage in life, you think you're this kind of person. Then um, 
the byproduct of that stage shows you something different. Right. Yeah? So uh, what I'm doing or what I have been doing for a while is one, accepting who I become to be out of certain situations. And I've been doing counseling and therapy. Okay. And these things help me realize more of who I am. Because you think you're uh, this kind of person, you think you'd act this way in a certain situation until you're in a certain situation. Right, right. Then you'd be like, oh, I never thought I'd do this. Mm. Or, you, okay. But do you find that counseling helps for you? A lot, bro. It helps me a lot, bro. I won't even like talking to a professional and just having an open mind because they can realize some things about you that even you uh, didn't realize about yourself or didn't grasp mm. about yourself. You know. Is your counselor a lady or a... A lady. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'd be very uncomfortable if I went for counseling and the, the shrink was a lady. Why? Well, I don't Why? know. I find it difficult. For the, for the therapy I've always gone to, it's always been a man. Mm. Yeah. But I do find that women are a bit more thorough when it comes to the analysis. Yeah. Very thorough. Of, of, um, uh, when it comes to therapy, actually. I should try that. Because mm. for me, every time it's been a dude. Mm. Yeah, but you, yeah, you can always at times feel like dudes will side with you. Yeah, I know, I know mm. what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's very, I think it's very rare when you find a therapist who's a dude who, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to discount any um, yeah. male therapist as well. But I've I've found that um, women uh, just 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 are a bit more. They look, they have different angles. Yeah. I just find that the angles. But, would but I think it's also because of um, you know how women relate with each other, right? Because mm. you know women. They're lighter in terms of uh, baggage. Yeah, yeah. Right? How they, they they let go as they much. Let, yeah. Exactly. They talk to their pals. They'll be like, "Oh, this, that." So it's already innate. Mm. Yeah, so when you're, yes, exactly. It's, it's innate. already innate, right? Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. they'll be able to, you know, go about it and all of that. Yeah. I think a key thing that I take away from this conversation that we're having is that in order for you to know yourself, you kind of have to unlearn some of the social constraints that have been thrown at you during the course of your life. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because mm -hmm. if you're not unlearning and you're just going to live everybody else's reality, then, you know. But, but you know, some of these things are easier said than done. Mm. True. Bruh, because if you think about it, when you throw out unlearning, bruh, come on, man. You know, because, mm. you know, all this is also to do with worldview, culture, mm -hmm. things that are around you. You can't just start unlearning because at times you adapt to situations. Yeah. You get me? So it's yeah. a hard thing to talk about. There's mm. way you've been socialized in yeah. society, certain things that you have been taught. So by the time you become an adult or by the time you, by the time you become aware yeah. or quote unquote woke, you realize, oh, I learned this wrong. Mm. Yeah. I need to unlearn this. I need to get a different approach. This is how I should be doing things instead of what I was told was right. Because if you think about it, maybe your parents did an excellent job at raising you, right? Yeah. Like they're good people. They told, taught you good mannerisms and everything. Uh -huh. Then... You just went into a different neighborhood that, you know, mm. had a couple of guys who were wrong or, you know, you started hanging around this kind of people or you went to an organization that changed you. Mm. You get true. So think about all these things and who you've been. Mm. Now you're adapting to a whole different situation. And, and I mean, humans, we're all about evolution and adapting. Mm. Yeah, no doubt, man. Speaking about adapting, um, us guys have got a lot of adapting to do in the workplace, because it's not a secret anymore that even at work for us, there's been a lot of changes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have new partners at the radio station and things are kind of changing, man. <laughs> 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 things are kind of changing. Um, but one of the things that has really, really been bugging me over the last week is sometimes you kind of feel like it, you, you, you want to change and stuff and whatever. And then when the change comes, you're like, 
oh shit, I wasn't ready for this. Have you ever found yourself like that? Yeah. Mm? I have. Mm. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they say like, be careful of what you wish for because you might just get what you wish for. True, mm. true, true. For real, so... Um, so it's, I, it's, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's an interesting place to be. Mm. Um, you know, when you think about, um, like you said it, you, you, you're out there like, I want a bit of this. Mm. Then you handed a plate and you're like, oh, um, mm. am I going to eat all of this? <laughs> Can I eat a bit, like a quarter? You know, that kind of thing. Mm. But at the end of the day, life without challenges is not life. Right. You and I me? think that life without, cha- life without change is no, is no evolution. And yeah. I just think at the end of the day, I mean, over the weeks and the months to come, I think there's going to be um, personal change for a lot of people, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which um, is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I live on the mantra that the only... A uh, constant thing in life is change. Mm. That's the only constant thing in life. No it's doubt. The only contact, uh, co- uh, constant factor, rather. And uh, thinking about it, when you want certain change, it means you're setting certain expectations because you want things to move in a specific direction. Right. But then change comes your way, and it's the total opposite of what you wanted. But it is change regardless. Mm. You know. So I think most people have uh, a problem or a hard time. Uh, just bringing the two together and creating harmony out of that. Like, yes, I want a change. This might not be the kind of change that I wanted, but here is change. What mm. am I going to do with it? You know, I'm thankful, though. I'm thankful that we've got this podcast because whatever happens, the podcast will be here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on real quick. Um, Conscience is coming to Kenya. Gal, a blood clot bubble. Ah, we're going there. The 7th of September, Conscience is coming through. And... What, what reason I want to talk about that is because the the anticipation for for this show seems to be crazy off the hook, right? And it yeah. made me start thinking, like, man, them, I want you guys to be honest on the podcast today as we lighten the mood. <laughs> what is the best performance you've ever seen in Kenya, and what is the worst performance you've ever seen? Oh man, are we fearless enough to have this conversation? Yeah, man. Um, worst performance. Best performance, wow. There's been a, some good shows, mm. for sure, for sure. I remember when we went to that concert with um, um, Cisco and them. Oh, yeah, Drew Hill. Drew Hill. Wow. That was a great was concert. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. If you didn't get laid <laughs> after that concert, I don't know what the fuck. Bruh, I'll tell, tell you firsthand. what you want. Yo, fam, <laughs> we were backstage. I was like, yo, you can meet Cisco. <laughs> Oh yeah, points. You, you actually was. Is yeah. Cisco guy? Po- Cisco, Bruh, let Bruh, me t- and the whole of Drew Hill, bro. Come on, let me I know, tell you. I know. Let me you, tell bro. you that night there, Calvin was definitely working. Yo, that backstage connection <laughs> pass right. I was there. like, yo, bro, come on, backstage. Let me tell you, the car was supposed to go one direction. It went another. I was equally surprised. But let me tell you, if there's ever a fucking R and B concert. Bro, uh, pull up. You here for that? Yeah. I don't know about conscience. I don't know where the guys are gonna get laid after conscience. <laughs> oh, you, uh, y- guys yeah. are gonna get laid during. <laughs> Bruh. Why during. would you want to have sex at a concert though? Oh, uh, fam. Bro, it happens. Though. In the heat Robert, of the moment, it happens. Heat of the moment. Yeah. Bro, I'm, I mean, no, I'm not never, a cow. <laughs> disclaimer: I've never done it, but I've heard stories. It happens. Bro, like that's definitely that's that's definitely no condom sex. Mm. <laughs> What? Wow. No, think about it. Like, my man, you whipped out your dick. You're at a concert. Uh, at a concert. <laughs> You're at a concert. Just drop it up. You gotta lift the condom, look at Why? what it says there. Why? Why? See, you feel. Bro. Have you, okay. Do you have tentacles okay. Okay. or what? No, 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 no. Let's be real. Have you never had sex in the dark, Calvin? In uh, the dark? 
Yeah. What do you mean? Like in a dark room. Oh, like, lights off, lights out. There's all well, of course I have. Do you turn on the lights to check where the the, the condom wrapper is serrated so that you can tear? Uh, yes. Yeah. Why? I want to see. Because you want to make sure that you don't damage the condom when yeah. you open the packet. I don't know. I don't know about you, youngins. <laughs> see, but you, you want to make sure that you don't want to. You don't. You don't be tearing. The yo, Courtney, you guys. I, I don't know. Are you guys using condoms that have braille writings on them? <laughs> <laughs> like, Bruh, no. Tear you, feel, you feel the serrated edge, and you just stayed very. Um, just, just be clean it, with this. Some cheap ass condoms, I guess. Not cheap as condoms. <laughs> okay, so so your point being, you can do it. At the concert, but stay safe, man. No, stay safe. that's some yeah. saliva sex right there. Just <laughs> oh my god, that's this. Come on, we're not gonna be those guys who sit here and say you nobody ever use saliva, bro. Uh. Saliva, God is onto something. He was like, let's give him something to swallow some food. You mean other? other? <laughs> but the best, but the best, the, one of the best performances. Actually, when the last time he was here, he had an amazing performance. He's a great performer. But I think for me, when I think about the two five four, the concerts that have made me happiest the Drew Hill one was very was special Drew Hill was was definitely special but I think Elaine's first concert when she first came because she was one of the first acts and it was so emotional because it was a smaller concert there's only like four or five thousand people there but it was like the, it was such an intimate performance from her. Yeah. So for me, that was one of the best. I think one of the greatest concerts uh, that we've had was when we had, oh my God, it was just too much to handle, actually. We had Heavy K here. We had... Um, oh, yeah. We had Semtex. DJ Envy. DJ Envy. Shawnee B. Envy. Rubble Rank. Envy came all the way, bro. New York flight land DJ. He was in the country for eight years, eight hours. Eight hours out. Out. Damn. Okay. That was a. You know when you when we went to that concert, you were just like, should I go to this? Should I go to that? Should I go to this? It was heavy. Mm. Another concert that was really dope. That was, was the last Epatuka. That you. was the last one. Yeah. Uh, Tiny Temper. I had a good time. He had energy. I think for me, um, the Tiny Temper concert for me was was important because I think for the amount of work that was put into it. Yeah. Because um, in those days, I used to work with those guys who do Jameson. Yeah. They kind of sidelined me, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I still support them. You know what I mean? I seen the bottle. We'll yeah, get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's empty. Su- we still support them. <laughs> I can't even judge you this week. <laughs> but I know that the team actually put in uh, uh, a lot of work. A crazy into that one. And I personally think that was the best. I think that one, between that one and Ty Dollar Sign, would mm. be the best two produced ones Yeah. Um, since then. So yeah. Bruh. Chronics for me was quite something, but I feel like I sh- I feel like I need to go uh, for another Chronics cr- concert. No. Chronics, like I watched the Chronics concert back online because usually I don't get a chance to see what I go on yeah. while the show's taking place. But yo, man, Chronics, I think Chronics concert was a spiritual moment. It was for me. I feel like I really need to go back and watch the, um, watch that, like you've said, or go for another Chronics show because that was the day we were trying to surprise you with your oh, brother. Oh, your brother, yeah. So me was distracted. Sorry. All right, yeah. For real. So. For for me when everybody was like it was a vibe i'm like yeah but i was backstage it. but yeah i missed it bro you were holding yeah. a bottle bro i had Crazy. a bottle of shivas yeah. bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right so those are the best ones guys what about some of the worst hold ones? hold up hold up uh oh, sorry i keep forgetting you're there it's it's fine it's fine it's cool um the first concert i ever attended was kirk franklin no 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 actually it was 116 crew who that's, the hell of 116 that's kina lacrae kb Pro, Triple E, and Minio. So your first concert was like a Christian concert. It was, and it was just hip hop, bro. Right, yeah, definitely like, no sex crazy. in that concert. Mm. I mean, yeah, and it was in the church, bro. Oh, yeah, bro, it never stopped no one. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I must say this: like, honestly, you went to a concert which was 
that's the first concert I ever attended in my whole life. Uh-huh. Immediately after high school. Yeah. I still have the ticket with me. Yeah. Wow. I still have the ticket with me. You're actually a Christian, aren't you? Yeah. Like a proper, proper one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right, next concert. I think Taras Riley's concert was one of the best concerts I have ever attended. Straight up. I wasn't there. Taurus, for me, actually at the Taurus Riley concert, what I really Were liked. Were you there? Yeah. Okay. What I really liked was Everton Blender. I was there for him. Mm. The way he said, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, man. I bro, actually listened. No, I actually listened. You were listening to that one. To that concert, because it was live on air. Yeah, it was so live. I, I listened to that co- concert. I was home. I listened to it on the radio. Yeah, bro, it was a great Dean concert. Fraser, bro. But Dean Fraser is a bad man. Yeah. On the sax, bro. It was emotional as hell. If you're listening to us, I know, sorry, if you're listening to us, you're listening to this podcast, we want you to enter um, into the comments and tell us your favorite um, performances as well. I don't know whether I should call it a concert, but for me, the one bloody gig I went to, which was a very intimate gig, that was all about, you checked into this place, it has musical lovers, Jazzy Jeff. What I heard about that. I missed out on that. Oh, yo, listen. Jazzy Jeff was a fucking movement. Seriously. Like, you know when you look at the crowd and you can tell, like, it was bare DJs, guys who love music. And he had, like, a whole generation of guys who were even in, like, their 60s Mm. to guys who were 20. Fam, that was a heavy one. That was another concert with I I watched on Instagram. (laughs) I I saw DJ Zach, our producer on the show, right? Zach was losing it. Ah, he was losing it, His t-shirt, he's he's throwing his hoodie on the ground. He's just like, yo! (laughs) You know? Yeah. I actually enjoyed that. And I went straight to the concert, Mm. had a a blast, straight home. You know when you're just like, no distractions. These memories, they gotta stay intact. So, I've raised this... um, topic i know we've sidestepped saying the worst words but there's a reason there's thinking behind the way i raise this topic mm. you know a lot of those concerts that you mentioned i didn't go to even if i was around and i want to explain kind of why i don't tend to go to concerts mm-hmm. i am the most socially awkward person you can find as in i don't know how to socialize as in you put me in a in a in a, in a room with with 10, 15 people or in a concert with thousands of people, unless I'm DJ, if I'm DJing, I go into a zone, mm. and you've seen this. Yeah. I'll, I'll arrive, I'll go on the stage, I'll do my thing, but as soon as it's finished, I am ghost. Let me ask you something, G. Mm. How do you feel when you are around talkative people? When I'm around talkative people? Do you feel uncomfortable? Like, why, why are you 100%, talking to me? 100%, 100%. Not only just like um, um, when you're around talkative people, when I'm around people <laughs> who, I don't like it if I don't know them mm. or they're not really. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's been, lately, it's been bugging me because I've missed some really good shows because yeah. I can be like super excited about this event. Mm. And then before the event kicks in, I'm like, no, no. oh man, for me, I, it's going to take too much social capital. For me, I feel like it's now a new thing that I kind of struggle with. Right. I can't go to the club alone. Right. I can't go to a concert alone. Mm. For real, for real. But if thing- I'm solo, mm. bro, I'll stay home. Me, that's why I've I've always got to call Miles, Martin. I'm like, guys, we're going. Cause, bro, how am I gonna be at a concert? You know, first and foremost, cool. Don't get it twisted. We work on the radio, so people know us, right? Right, right, right. But it gets to a point where you you kind of feel like, hey, someone says hi, hi. You say hi back. Mm. What? 
like you can't have stories with everybody right you know what i mean right. and you probably don't know everybody at that concert or you're not comfortable with mm. talking to them right right so you'd rather have people who you're gonna be yourself around and just be cracking jokes mm. you guys are chill so you feel comfortable i i i struggle with it and yeah and the thing about it is i used them well like one of the things i used to really enjoy doing when i was in the uk and especially for concerts that i wasn't djing on or whatever yeah it was like I have seen some of the best performers in concerts where I've gone to on my own. Word? As in, I've left the house and I've been like, for example, you know, there's a time I went to see Beres Hammond. Mm. I went on my own, just like I had tickets. I said, you know what, let me go see what Beres Hammond's up to. Went, amazing show. I went to see Sanchez on my own. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm. I, I went to see Anita, well, actually Anita Baker, I didn't go on my own. But it, I mean, obviously, I just, I don't know, I find that over, over here, I kind of struggle with that whole social yeah, dynamic. Yeah, yeah. And, and it bugs me because, like I said, I can be up for a amazing a proper concert, concert. You're down for it, but the day of the event, yeah, I'm like backing mm, off. Nah. So, G in Kenya, have you attended any events just by yourself? Like, hey, yo, so and so is performing. Let me just go, just by yourself. Um, no. Maybe you should try. There's one we went, you and I, but that's not my myself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But we showed up separately, but I think, yeah, mm. yeah. It, it seems if if you okay in the past, yeah, you've gone up by your own by yourself and you've had a blast, mm. yeah. Yet come to Kenya, you know, okay, yes, you're yeah, involved here. You can't and, uh, exactly go out on your own in Kenya because what happens is, as Calvin just mentioned, uh, at the end of the day, you know, and we love. We love it. We love. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. The people who support us. Ah, just say you're famous. <laughs> No, that's I, I, that's I, not I, the I think, point. I think fame is the wrong word. Okay. Because I think the the problem problem with fame and celebrity is that you're not given a choice in the matter. Yeah. Okay. So for me, mm-hmm. I would always rather say yes, I am well known mm. okay. in Kenya, but fame is, is something that I've never that's, tasted and that, I, I, that's for politicians. Yeah. Politicians are rock stars. They're fucking famous in <laughs> Kenya. Oh, please. I mean it's a it's a double-edged sword because we do the radio mm. in order to do the radio you must be well known you must be able to attract you listeners must be out yeah. there as well but in terms of chasing the fame i think any i think anybody can honestly say that in my whole career they can never say that i've been a guy who's chasing mm. that, that's where you draw that the line celebrity. yeah huh? that's where you draw the line mm. yeah do you know what i mean yeah. i don't know that's actually something we should talk about for me i feel like at the beginning when i was starting to get onto radio i thought it was a cool idea mm. like oh my god you could be famous mm. Then I think a year into it, I was like, it's nah. overplayed out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, fuck it. Mm. Like, I actually like to do the most regular shit. Mm. Go to Akibanda, walk in town. You know things, like, actually, let's talk about this. Have you ever sat down with Kenyan celebrities and they tell you, yo, I couldn't walk in town? Like, what the, the fuck are you? Actually, <laughs> <laughs> yo. Well, the first, thing about, I mean? the first thing about it is I don't sit down with you, you celebrities. Me? Like, you look at them like, bitch, please. No. Ati, I can't walk in town. I can't go into. Bro, as in, you realize that life could instantly change like 360 pop. Mm. But do you think a lot, I think a lot of a lot of it is to do with the, um, the perception that people have of what fame, how you should behave yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're famous. That's the thing. Do you know what I mean? So, so if you're famous, you're not supposed to do regular shit. No, like basically. But I think standards were set by the time people came to understand. Oh, so this is what it means to be famous. This yeah. is how you move when you let, are famous. Let me tell you what's crazy. Let me tell you what is absolutely crazy. If I had things my way, yeah. You know when I go to DJ, 
Yeah. I'd just be wearing slides, <laughs> tracksuit, <laughs> simple, a tracksuit bottom, and maybe a t-shirt. Yeah, easy. Now, it's, now you see, you have people, and I don't understand these pressures because I don't have them. Mm. You have people who who have to dress up every day, yeah. look a particular way. Man, you guys have seen me come to work some days. You guys are like, what the hell is going on, G? Mm. And the thing about it is, I think that I relish the ability to just be ordinary. That's the thing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. yeah. And as much as, and I'll be honest with you, like even, for example, last week um, at, we play, I played at a club um, just on the outskirts of Nairobi called 105 Republic. And the love there from the, the crowd was, was so overwhelming in the sense that once you come off the stage, they're literally pulling you apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're oh, being mobbed. Yeah, like, yeah. I had to literally get the security to leave the um the the, the building yeah, yeah but at the same time I made sure that when I got outside when there's more space I took all the pictures that people wanted to take and blah 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 mm. so I I I get the energy from the people who support you and I love it I yeah, love yeah. it I love it yeah but I'm not the greatest fan of this whole thing of what being famous entails and I just want to be able to like, like, go like in the supermarket. I, I think w- w- going to the supermarket buy some milk <laughs> buy some eggs boom whatever and that's bounce. another reason why I've never lived in the so-called areas that people oh, who I get got you. money have yeah ah. you know what I'm trying to say yeah, that's, okay. that's the same thing for me yo let me tell you mm. a bit more though I'm moving into the sticks proper. Like, <laughs> yo, you guys will be coming to Ngong to see me. Simple. I, I remember when I when I first came to Kenya, guys were like, yeah, you need to live in Kililesha. You need to live in Karen. You need to get us place a place in Runda. And I was thinking to myself, okay, Sawa. But then I didn't know these, these yeah, areas. Yeah. But the more I thought about Kililesha and the more I thought about Kilimani and thought to myself, fam, everybody who thinks they're onto something lives it's, in these, yeah, in these areas. I don't want to live anywhere near these places. And when I came to live where I live now, it was, as you guys know, it was a village. It yeah. was completely a village. No roads. There oh was no roads. There used to be a road not too far from the studio right mm. now. There used to be so rough. Yes. <laughs> so rough. And Let then, me tell you. And then development happened. Let me tell you, if there was anyone, Andy, who had faith is this guy. G. G used to be like, the roads are coming, the roads. Every day on the bloody radio. The roads, the roads. He's a patient man. You Jeez. Know. But now it's one of the it's one of the best areas to live. Like we have everything here, you know what I mean? But you know that that's also it's led me onto something. Yesterday I had so many different conversations. God. God. Someone told me um about like Kenyans and once you get well known, mm. there's a lot of fake shit that we put out there. Right. And people are out here struggling mm. to maintain a certain picture, True. Yeah. which is not what it is. Mm. And Especially financially. Financially. Mm. Bruh, for me, it's gotten to a point, bruh, I do not give a fuck, to be honest. Mm. Yo, if this is the way things are, this is the way things are. I'm not going to fucking fake it. Mm. I swear to God. Bro, Ati, out here getting a moti that's five million, f- then, uh, uh, nah, 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 nah. That's not going to work. You get me? That's something a lot of people are struggling with. Not just, not just well-known Kenyans, but also, you know, today's Kenyans. My, today's my car's birthday, actually. I've had my car for five years ah. now. Really? Imagine, five damn years. I still think you should name I remember. Car. I remember the day the car came, man. Yeah. You left the studio early. No, the, uh, the, the, if you remember exactly <laughs> correctly, do you remember what happened the day before the car came? Was it the day? We were at um, that Aqua, that's it called Aqua Blue. Yeah. In oh my, me, I remember clearly. I don't know if you were there. I know Benja was there. And what happened was we were drinking Captain Morgan. Oh, yes. It was yeah, a yes. Sunday. Yes. Yeah. And we were drinking Captain Morgan, right? 
And then the guy goes, I've run out of Captain Morgan. Do you mind switching to Bacardi? Oh, oh my God. I remember I couldn't pick up the car the day after because the hangover was, it was so real. severe. <laughs> Shout out to Jerry who actually, Jerry actually is the one who actually went and picked up the car. You and Jerry went together. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't you, drive. You couldn't drive. I couldn't drive. Yeah, oh, it's been crazy, man. <sighs> Maybe alcohol is a problem. Can we talk about the bottle in the kitchen now? The empty bottle. Bro, I'm not yeah. even fucking judging. Gee. Today, anyone who's coming or anyone who's trying to look for me, bro, I've got gin already on lock. Okay, I, I'll admit I finished the bottle. Well, no, I didn't do it on my own. I had guests yesterday. Okay. So um, I've, I reckon I probably did maybe half a bottle over the course of the week and then they finished off yesterday. Huh, okay. Yeah, so I'm not buying anymore. I'm done. Again. Are you you, you sure? (laughs) Listen, man, this has been The Mics Are Open, episode 14. Sometimes we talk about jokes, sometimes we're serious, but we we respect the fact that you're always there for us, all right? And if you see us, don't worry. You can ask for (laughs) selfies. We're not assholes, yeah? Maybe. Peace. (laughs)